Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. Can I tell you one of my favorite things about being an influencer? Hmm. Being able to ask a large group of people anything I want. Yes. The, I mean, it is such a privilege. And yes. what is the word I'm looking for? Like, it's just cool. And Liz. And I'm like, we're not wearing white cowboy boots anymore? What did that happen? <laughs> Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. And Liz. Happy Thursday, everybody. Almost at the end of the week. Almost there. And just your friendly reminder, make sure you start your weekend with a car wash. Because mm. why, Elizabeth? Clean cars drive better. They drive better. And it's just, it's just like, it's just a fact. Having a car wash subscription has really influenced my life a lot in a lot of ways. It just feels so good. It feels so good. It feels so refreshed. And then you like start to notice the people who like don't wash their car. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wash your car. Yeah. I just think like, I don't love the narrative of like interior and exterior. Like moms have to have trash cars because you don't. Mm -hmm. You just have to stop cleaning your kitchen as often. Yeah. Screw the kitchen. That's going to get dirty. You have that. You have to clean that three times a day. You clean your car once a week. Yeah. It's it. It stays clean. It, it pays off. It pays off. Run. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our car wash, car, car wash subscription is like a newer thing. Yeah, I think they are. Because I think for a while it was like, what, which of these new age car washes are going to take off? So we are club car wash girlies. Um and I like it because there's one right by Elizabeth's house. There's one right by the dealerships. Oh, yeah. did you know there's one that they just opened up by mom and dad's house now? No. Yeah, it's a it's. Well, I'll tell you where it is later. Yeah. But <laughs> there's one there and there's one where um, George and Hattie's pediatrician is. So it's just like there's always a place yeah, for me to pop, go. They're popping up. Yeah, because but I would never, you know, go into like, the gas station and then trying to figure out their stupid machine. To, like, and which one do you get? Yeah, it was too much. This is so easy. And. I will also say I'm also probably have the most if you're gonna have a car wash subscription it is easy and I probably have the most inconvenient way to have a car wash subscription because I'm constantly changing in and out of cars and then every time I go I have to say sorry I have a new car um and it's still worth it to me yeah and it's like that's annoying well I think the genius of it all was the free vacuums and Tyler made such Mm -hmm. a good point it's air air is so cheap yeah so the fact that you can get people there like, I wouldn't do it without the vacuums. And the thing with the vacuums, you guys, I know what you're thinking. Oh, my car's trash. Just take five minutes of the vacuum. You do not have to strive for perfection. Yeah. Just make it like 10 to 20% better. Yeah, exactly. And those vacuums, it is so satisfying. I mean, it is. And I feel like if you just like what I would do is if you like have a car and you want to start being a clean car girly, go get a professional detail. It's 100 to 150 bucks. Ask for it for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Go get a ask for a professional detail and then start like your weekly where your do weekly you, maintenance. Where do you go to get a professional detail, Kyle? Well, they're all over the place. Like you just Google it? Yeah, you just Google okay. it. I would not I would not reach out to a dealership or anything. I would find like an independent person. Um and if they're a good detail shop, look at their social media and see their before and afters. Yeah. And see how they, they do their pricing. So like there's this one that I sometimes go to the dealership, but I'm actually going to start using this one that's in our town. And what I like about him is it's a la carte. So like if you don't Mm. want the seats, you can do like a seat cleaning conditioning process. You can do like all of these different things. Mm -hmm. Um, So it could be anywhere from 100 bucks to 400 bucks, depending on what you want him to do. You know? Yeah, that's nice. Like, I don't really care about my exterior as much. Like, I don't need like a glitter gloss wax coating like i don't need that like i'm just gonna go to my car wash but i want my interior spotless yeah 
for sure. Um, also, like smelling good too. That's like. Oh well, such I have something. I have something to say about that, but I'm gonna wait till our one of our segments to get into that. Oh, okay. Well, um, let's. I guess I don't have anything else, so let's just get right into it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to go on that tangent, but it's just important to note that clean cars do drive better. Yeah, and that's why I'm also so excited about our new car wash. Our car wash cleaner. Cleaner. It has been. Elizabeth and I have gone through like quite the rebranding process because the first time we put out our cleaner, we spend so much time on the formula that then we just kind of fudged, not fudged the labels, but we were like, the, the formula was so good that I'm like, I don't care what the labels look like. And now I like understand that I want the labels to, yeah. to look as good as the formula is. The labels from our first go round were... Um really bad just like not good at all no but there was also a diy project there was a lot of there's also like a lot of rules you have to follow when you create labels apparently which you know we didn't know and they're like it has to say this and it has to say this in this size and at this place and there's yeah there's like so many rules to it um but i guess we we've found a not a workaround but we figured out a way how to incorporate those rules but while also being aesthetically pleasing we just found a better designer that too A, a good graphic designer who was like yes i see the rules let me take these guidelines and make it into something fabulous. Yeah, they're so cute. And we're coming out with three cents. Should we say the cents? Um, on the pod? Soft launch? Well, it's just to the carpoolers. Let's give them one new one. Let's not give them all three. Okay, so our standard one is um, lavender and sweet orange. Mm-hmm. That one's coming back. Yeah. We're keeping the lavender and sweet orange. And then the other one is going to be grapefruit and rosemary. Mm. They're so fresh okay you didn't you didn't say my favorite one so oh, well, well you, that's your favorite right now uh-huh. i just love i love that i just like that scent combination in general yeah so that's one i've been using um the one we didn't announce the one we didn't announce okay. so well i'll give you a little teaser but anyway that should be out the first week of may and that's kind of same thing it's not an industrial cleaner like it can't no. remove your kid's sunscreen that's where i'm saying get the detail yeah, yeah, and don't yeah. let there's. But when you're vacuuming your car at the car wash, take your car cleaner, spray your seats, spray your screen, and not the screen. Oh. I recommend a microfiber cloth oh, for the sorry. screen. Uh, you with the with our microfiber cloths and uh, just give it like a good wipe down. It will like smell fresh. It will just like get those like last minute crumbs that are just sitting yeah. inside your seat. It does take away. This is this was important. When we were when we were formulating the cleaner because I was when when I first came out with it. I think I was no. My kids would just get milk everywhere because I let my kids drink milk in the car. And I was like, it has to be able to get milk out of seats, out of leather seats. And now that I'm breastfeeding and pumping all the time, like my freaking center console is just covered in breast milk spots. It can get out some milk, like no problem. Yeah, it's all, it is like, it could not be, it's so all the good clean ingredients as we're like on our try not to be toxic girl uh, journeys mm-hmm. right now. It's like on the bottle, it says if you accidentally ingest it, it's like drink milk. You know, literally. <laughs> like that's how like you're fine. So it's like very natural. Yeah. Um, but still does a really good job. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, long tangents. Um, Let's get right into our episode. Okay. Do you have a millennial word? I do. So now it's time for the millennial word of the day where we learn Gen Z slang so we can be less, less lame. lame. And today's word is Zillennial. Zillennial. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's got to be when you're in between a Gen Z and a millennial. It is. Zillennials are a group born right on the cusp of millennial and Generation Z generational divide. These individuals are generally classified being born between 1992 and 1998 and can relate strongly to both millennial and Gen Z stereotypes. So we technically fall in the Zillennial category. I, I'm a millennial. Yeah, no, I'm a millennial too. I identify as a millennial. I think it's more um, 96, 97, 98. Yeah, I think. But I think it's also like what you're doing in your life. Like 
I'm I'm a mom of three. Like there's not a. Th- That's true. I'm not a Gen Z. That's true. I have some friends who are like, you but know, I, still I, living. They're like, you know, single yes. life and always dressing so cute. Like I went to um, a birthday party for my friend, and I had not been out until like, <laughs> like the the world in so long, and I like put on you know the cutest outfit I could put on, and going to this re- like trendy restaurant bar and just see not even just what my friends were wearing but what like other girls out were wearing i was like okay i didn't know oversized leather blazers were a trend but apparently that's what everyone's wearing no right now. you feel so chuggy and i'm like we're not wearing white cowboy boots anymore what did that happen <laughs> i totally agree what's what's so inspiring to me about the gen z fashion is just all the pants they have yeah i feel like it was the light wash, big pants, and then an oversized leather jacket and a tiny crop top. That is, that was the uniform. That seemed to be what everyone was wearing. Yeah, they just, have, they have so many types of pants though. Like, I feel like the millennials, it was, we all had skinny jeans and then we all just wore a variety of tops. It was, what are you going to wear when you go out? Um, jeans and going out top. Yeah, je- jeans, jeans and going, jeans and then, going out top. And then going out top. Elizabeth, 100%. And they're like keeping it simple on top. Like, oh, just like a crop top and pants and it's like what are the pants are they cargo are they leather are they, like they have so many pants the gen z's they do and this is just something that you and i cannot even begin to get into because there's only so many pants that fit us in general as in lengthwise yeah so like, i'm just gonna i can only go so far uh-huh. which is good for me because i can't go so unhinged um but anyway that was uh that's what i realized i think the problem with the gen z fashion though if i can give them a critique is their clothing isn't as versatile where like i could wear my millennial pants out I could wear them to work. I could wear them to church. I could wear them anywhere. You can't wear your Gen Z pants out anywhere but the bar. Like, you can't make them business cash is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Don't you think? Yeah, you're right. I don't know. So I had to think through them. Okay, Zillennial. Well, let's get into our... Let's let's give them our roadmap. We need to give them our roadmap okay, for the day. Okay, well... They're probably lost. I know. I'm so make sorry. Make a U-turn. Let's back up. We're going to do a Millennial Word of the Day. Okay? <laughs> and after that, we're going to go into our last three transactions. Yes, we are. And oh, then, what about the dumps? Well, you know, yeah, I realized that as I was saying it, that we also have dumps, but maybe let's do last three and then dumps since okay. I already said that. And then we have like some quick dumps, just like some things we need to talk about. Um, we have industry news, of course. We and have the drive through. Dish the drive through. And do we have advice? Um, we can check, but I'm not sure. I'll check. We'll check the email, see if we if we have anything come through. Okay, so let's get right into our last three transactions where yeah. we basically just tell you some of the last three things we bought to inspire you to show solidarity with you to expose ourselves we never really know where the segment's going to take us Mm -mm. but i'm excited to get into it can i start please okay consider me influenced because one thing about me is if it's a car accessory i will buy it and have you ever heard of pura i've been seeing it like pop up popping up popping off in the influencer world um honestly at pura a little bummed i didn't get on the list I kind of feel like it's up my alley. Yeah. Anyway, I wasn't totally invested when I felt like it was a home thing. I mean, I still might try the home thing. But basically, if you don't know what Pure is, it's an air freshener that you can control from your phone. And you can like, of course, I think I saw it on a naptime kitchen ad, of course. And she's saying that like you can do this scent in the evenings and this scent in the morning. It's just it's whatever. It's, It's a glorified air freshener. Then I saw they came out with a car version. And I said, say less. Yeah. And I bought it. Of course. Haven't gotten it in yet, but it was $36 for the thing. And then the cents were $14.99 a piece, which I thought was kind of expensive. And in the past, I've been a drift air freshener girly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to try something new. Yeah. I hate. I think we need to work on the technology 
of having to buy scents online. That is such a stressful experience. Hate it. And I don't know the solution. Hate it. Yeah. But I got red rocks and amber and I think it was called like linen. So I can kind of imagine what the linen smells like. Red rocks and amber. I like warm scents. Okay. And I thought it was so different than the linen. Well, I bought two scents, but yeah. It's like you might like it, but then it's like, well, are you missing out on something better? No, I know. It's really stressful. We need to... You have to do it in the store. Like if you're right... I know, but there's no store. So it's just like you have no, to buy. They, they have to... People, anyone who's selling scents needs to prioritize being in store. Except for the car mom's car wash cleaner because... Because they're all good. Because so they're all good. So you can just trust on that. Yeah, on but that I one. feel like our scents are... We tell no, you what you it can, is. It's grapefruit and rosemary. So grab a grapefruit, grab some rosemary, sniff it. Yeah. That's what it smells like. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I know red rocks and amber. I'm like, I, I don't know what that is. Where's a red rock? And what the heck does amber smell like? I don't is know. it amber a gemstone? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I bought that. Haven't had it. Haven't received it yet, but I will be giving it a full fledged review. Okay, great. Um, can't wait. Uh, I was going to. I have three transactions, but I was going to just wrap them all up into one. But I'm realizing I'm just like buying a lot of maternity clothes right now because. Um, like my regular clothes are for sure not getting away with anything right now. And with Maddie being back and the summer kind of kicking into gear, like our cal- our social calendars like kind of filling up. So I bought um, some maternity clothes from three different places. So those are going to be my three different transactions. But oh, the first one I bought was fine. from Amazon. And from Amazon, I got two like bodycon long sort of like spaghetti strap dresses. I have it in brown. You gave me the one in brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I bought the, that in black and navy. And then I also bought like a like a bigger crop top because I still like crop tops. No, I like crop tops with a bump. Yeah, I still like crop tops with a bump. Um, and, and they're so good for breastfeeding too. Like because a, oh, yeah. Just, yeah. And like a skirt. Like, I don't know if I'm going to keep it all, but I just I'm trying to just have options because I don't know. I'm trying. I want to be cute. I want you and you deserve to be cute. And I feel like the best way to be cute when you're 30 weeks pregnant is wear bodycon. Yeah. No, you have I, to walked, just go I walked downstairs yesterday and I had my biker shorts on and then this oversized sweatshirt. And Maddie was like, you look so pregnant. <laughs> I think it was just because it was like so. It's just so big. So oversized. Yeah. So no, I know you have to go tight. I agree. I like going tight later in pregnancy. Yeah. So. OK. My next transaction is yesterday. Uh, Hattie had a doctor's appointment just like a little 30 month well appointment I don't know apparently my pediatrician does it and I also decided this weekend I'm going to potty train Hattie so I bought her frozen pull-ups nice and we like made a thing about it Mm -hmm. um I potty trained George in like two days he was very easy to potty train I waited till he was over three though Hattie I think is ready and if nothing else I'm tired of carrying around two sizes of diapers I can't carry Mm -hmm. on size fives and size twos I just I don't want to do it anymore so She's ready. She just needs to connect the dots. So my plan is I kind of do the, you know, just put her in undies, put her on the potty every 30 minutes, see what happens. But mm-hmm. I wanted to do the pull ups for like going out and sleep because they're so much easier to pull down. Yeah. Diapers are such a pain in the butt. Yeah. So I'm ready for team pull up. OK, great. So frozen pull ups. Excited to hear more about She's that. She's so excited. She keeps going. No more diapers. <laughs> no more diapers. She's I'm so potty cute. training. It's really cute. She's so cute. Um, another haul that I had was I recently went to Target. Target is kind of popping off right now. They're putting out all their summer stuff. And it's also 
getting warm so it's like appropriate to see their summer stuff like i'm excited about it um and i'm also sort of thinking postpartum we have like a family vacation we you want to do a pool party for your 30th birthday so i'm kind of trying to gather my postpartum clothes journey as well um so i picked up a couple of like cover-ups and just like linen sets and things of that nature from target and it was very i saw your target haul yeah it was good yeah i like that little two-piece set you got yeah big fan um, the last thing I got on my last three transactions is I bought some express jeans. I am full transparency, not dropping the weight like I did with George and Hattie. I mean, it's fine. I just have like five ish pounds to lose. No, I have 20 pounds to lose total. I think I have five pounds to lose until I can fit back into my pants. Okay. And then probably 10 pounds to lose so I can fit back into my pants comfortably. And then 20 pounds to lose before I don't have to unbutton my pants when I sit down. Mm. I know. Great. Anyway, so I said, you know what? I just I can't live this life anymore. I'm, I'm going to buy some size ups and some yeah. jeans. And I tried to do Abercrombie. I know we're all obsessing over Abercrombie jeans, but they're not very comfortable. Can I just be the one to say it out loud? Um, yeah, no, they're a little stiff. They're for very sure. stiff. Yeah. And I'm looking for some stretch because, again, I'm like kind of I'm fluctuating. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. Abercrombie jeans are great if you're like that size. But for a fluctuating girl like yourself, they're not working. Yeah. So I went back to Express. Went yeah. back to our roots. Yeah. Uh, Express has good, good jeans. Yes. But one thing that I found crazy was, so I ordered one size eight. I'm normally a six. So I ordered a size eight of one pair of jeans. So many of their jeans were small, medium, large, extra large. What? Said, I'm sorry. What? That's new. Like I would click on a pair of pants, a pair of jeans, and it would say small, medium, large, extra large. And then you go down to the medium and it's like size six through 10. I'm like, what? That's weird. So they better be, I ordered a medium. They better be the most stretchy, comfortable yeah. pair of jeans ever. And the plot twist at the center is their low rise. But I think low rise is actually more comfortable. I disagree. Well, I don't know. Elizabeth. I'm just going to try it out. I don't know. I disagree. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. I, I, but you know what? I'm a high rise girl. I, also, because I have it's just my body shape. I have a pear shaped body. So it's like you have to wear a high rise when you're pear shaped. Um, I like to be all sucked in. I don't know. And I don't feel like you get that with low rise. Well, we'll see. Anyway, so I ordered one size eight and one size medium, two different jeans, hoping they bring me some stretch. There, I, well, I only fit into two pairs of jeans that I own right now. One is from Loft. One is from Express. So. Okay. Well, Spanx has, Spanx has, oh, Spanx has been treating you well the with Spanx pants. Spanx has been treating me so well, but yeah. I don't have any of their jeans. Yeah. So I have, no, trying their jeans. I'm loving Spanx. Yeah. Loving Spanx. It's yeah. kind of saved me this postpartum journey. Um, okay, my last transaction is um, I bought the Taking Care of Babies course. <gasps> oh my gosh, it's time. So I need to like learn like what to do with like an infant. Yeah, I think, do I think... Things you don't know. Do I think you should follow it to a T? No. Do I think you'll learn something? And is it, I need like general... It's a good vibe. Yeah, I just need like general things that you need to know. I enjoyed the course. Yeah, I I need to when do. When I took it with George, did you guys ever do a in person class no, or anything? No, 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 no. I never got around to that. Yeah, I don't think we're going to either. But I'm just like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know anything. I don't know any of the rules. I know it's crazy, but you figure it out. You, yeah, I really believe like your instinct takes over. Mm. Your maternal instinct will take over. Yeah. Also, I just feel like I've learned so much about pregnancy because I've just been like googling stuff because you don't even know what to Google until you're in it yeah you don't even know what to research or look mm-hmm. up so anyway that was my last transaction 
All right. Should we get into our dumps and feral freeways? Oh, yeah. I forgot. I was like the industry news ready and I forgot. We still oh have gosh. so much to talk about. I have a lot to talk about. Okay. You want to do like one for one, you for you. What do you want to do here? Yeah. We can just go like back and forth. Okay. The first thing is I was on Instacart the other day. I wrote down Marvel coleslaw. Okay. Question mark. I was on Instacart the other day shopping for coleslaw because I was making, I was going to make egg rolls in a bowl. Okay. And you know how like with kids food, they'll just yeah. throw a Paw Patrol logo uh-huh. on everything. Uh-huh. Explain to me this. Marvel coleslaw. Why is there a, why is there, this is from Dole, colorful coleslaw, and it just says Marvel and Spider-Man's on it. Like they're doing this to adults too. Yeah. This is a Marvel branded bag of coleslaw. That's why stupid. It does, It just has it like. Just it just says Marvel. So then I'm thinking like, does Dole sell did Marvel pay for this or did Dole pay for this? I don't Who know. Who paid for yeah, what? I don't know. Who was trying to be on what? Was Marvel like, let's expand to the coleslaw market or was Marvel or was coleslaw like, let's expand to the Marvel universe? So now the I'm universe? Think- <laughs> Let her like. It just says Marvel. Well, let me see. Who's, I'm going to post this. On it? I'm going to post this on the carpool. I was just so taken aback by it. And I was like, this is giving Kraft Mac and Cheese X Paw Patrol. But it's for yeah, adults. It's, it's coleslaw X Marvel. Ant-Man. On a bag of guys, I'm gonna on post it. Of, yeah, I'll post it on the carpool off. Instagram because it's that confusing to me. And then I like started thinking, what else have I just been missing? And it's just that one. Strange. Now I'm gonna like, be, be on the lookout at the grocery store. Like, what other things are they just branding for no reason? For no reason. Isn't that so interesting? Why is Marvel on coleslaw? I don't know. I don't know. Have you guys seen anything like crazy adult? thing that's like has yeah. a character on it i wonder if i google us. marvel coleslaw what comes up maybe it's a collectible i was like gonna say like what movie is it maybe like coleslaw is like relevant in the movie but th- that's two movies because i haven't seen the new ant-man so i'm like maybe they talk about coleslaw in the new ant-man i don't know yeah like here it is i don't know it's just yeah okay Okay, anyway, let's not talk about coleslaw for too long no, on, this, no, no, no. on this podcast. Um, something I wrote down that I just feel like I need to say, the last thing he told me, that book that we read, uh, they're coming out with a series on Apple TV with Jennifer Garner. Are you going to watch? Um, maybe, if I don't have anything else to watch. I think Tyler would like it, so I might watch it with Tyler. Maybe they'll make it better than the book, which doesn't normally happen it's just it's not a good story it just doesn't go anywhere no and maddie and i i think it's apple tv we have sat through an entire series of apple tv because we thought it was going to be good and turn a corner and then it never did and i'm just like kind of afraid this same thing is going to happen do you like the jennifer garner casting sure yeah i do too sure. I, i'm feeling yeah that's fine yeah okay you're you're up that's all oh, i want to say um so i wrote down so grateful for the crowdsourcing of ig can i tell you one of my favorite things about being an influencer hmm. being able to ask a large group of people anything i want yes the, i mean it is such a privilege and yes. what is the word i'm looking for like it's just cool it's cool it's like Get oh so i opinions. want rex on what to do in this state mm-hmm. during the summer post it yeah like i am i kind of abuse it some days because i'm like hey what are we all doing about this? We're like, hey, yeah. what should I make for dinner? And like, it's yeah. just, I'm sorry to anyone who doesn't have that because it is truly one of my favorite gifts. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely 
pros and cons to it for sure because then you get like a lot of opinions on things that maybe you're like oh that doesn't yeah that's true but for the most part it's good and i will say i one time because like ever i post uh, so much about my life and i just like talk and then i get immediate feedback there was a time where i was like in a crowd not a crowd i was in a group it was always a a new bible study i joined and i was talking um to like a bunch of girls and then at the end of it i was like in my head i'm like oh my god did i sound did i sound good Did, did that come across right like i wasn't sure if how what i said how it was perceived but when i post on instagram i can immediately tell you how i was perceived because people are commenting and responding to me on their perception of how i was sounding in this moment and when i didn't have that in a real life situation like a regular person it kind of messed with me a little bit oh no i know it was kind of weird i was like i want to like check my dms to like make sure i didn't sound stupid (laughs) when i said that thing you know (laughs) or like rewatch it yeah no exactly um but one way that i've really been using it is i'm working on not literally not to brag but the but to brag the most incredible piece of content i'm probably it's probably one of the things i'm most proud of and it's the ultimate minivan showdown yeah you're really excited about it i'm super excited about it and i wanted to crowdsource what people like about their minivans because there's four minivans on the market basically so i don't know why you picked the one you did got incredible feedback things i never thought about before and this blog post slash youtube video like do not buy a minivan without it Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to me, like Car and Driver just put out their minivan show. Like they ranked the minivans and the way that they gave negative, helpful information for families. Yeah. And like what they based off their what they based off their ratings is like st- this is it's borderline misinformation. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And mine is going to be fact based, family based. And I'm working my butt off on it. I'm super proud of it. I know. I'm excited to to see it. She's been really hyping it up. Mm hmm. Okay, here's a reel I have that I want to play the audio and then I have things to say about it. Most of us only do one thing with our partners. Ah, Jay Shetty. And it's watching TV. And that is the lowest form of intimacy that you could possibly ask for with any human being. If you and I watch TV together for 200 hours a year, we would potentially be no closer than we were before. I have this pyramid of intimacy and entertainment's on the lowest rung of the ladder but that's what the majority of couples are doing so if we're only watching tv together i promise you that relationship is not growing it's actually falling apart slowly and you have no idea so i wholeheartedly disagree with that no i elizabeth (laughs) i was like i disagree with this a wholeheartedly disagree with that also no do i also yes i agree with you a dinner is better i'm watching tv because i want to decompress and bonus, my husband's there. And I, I'm not watching. No one's watching TV as a date night. Oh, OK. So yes and no. Like, I, I'm not saying a dinner. I'm not even saying a dinner is better. Like, maybe a totally like we're out on a date at a restaurant having a glass of wine. Like, maybe then we're having like good conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The You're converse, right. I, I came off a little harsh. I'm sorry. No, like sitting at home eating pasta, looking at each other across the dinner table. That's not Maddie and I connect so much when we watch our TV shows because we just like we we watch a lot of reality TV and like we talk about it and then like we're communicating and like we're laughing and like we're such a jokey couple that like we will just find ourselves like literally crying laughing talking about yeah i just our reactions to mm-hmm. the to the tv and um another thing on my dump which i'll just like get into is 
Love is Blind, the whole stuff with Netflix and how the live reunion did not go off. We were so pissed. We like had a viewing party. Like we went over to our neighbor's house. Like we we were so bummed that we couldn't watch it because we were excited to have that experience together. So anyway, watching TV with your partner is not the lowest form of intimacy. And I could not agree, disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, I would say scrolling your phones, sitting next to each other is, that's is the, the lowest, lowest form of intimacy. That's the lowest form. Doing something together, watching TV together is not. And also the point I was trying to make, which I understand I came up a little hot and heavy. I haven't had the time to process this that you have. I feel like I'm relaxing at the end of the night by watching TV. Yeah. And it's fun that Tyler's there doing it with me. Like I'm not doing that, like I said, as a date night. Yeah. So I think we're doing, I'm not counting, to me, I'm not counting that as like my quote unquote intimacy. But also sometimes Maddie and I were like, hey, it's a Friday night. You want to like watch a movie? Yeah. And like pu- we like push our two couches together because like our couches are across the room. Like we push push two couches together. We like make like a fort and we like watched and it's cute. No, and it's, it's so fun. it's so cute. I'm so happy you disagree with that, too, because yeah. I thought we were going to have. A I just no, no. I just like I couldn't believe that. Um, but anyway, I do want to talk about the love is blind thing. You don't watch love is blind, do you? Um, no, but I want to. Yeah, but I don't know if I will. So if you want to like talk, give a recap, do whatever you need to do. I think a lot of people have been watching it. I just haven't. Um. I don't know if I need to give a recap other than I do feel like this season was pretty good um, in comparison to like the previous seasons. I liked the amount of drama. I like, excuse me, I liked the um, the amount of like love triangles, like the drama was good and I'm only here for the drama. But the reunion, Netflix made this big stink about how they, they were going to do a live reunion for it and it was going to start at 7, 7 p.m. Central Time. Everyone's getting on. Everyone's so excited. Like, when's the last time, other than a sporting event, you've sat down in front of your TV to watch something live? Like, never. And so people are having watch parties. People are waking up at a certain time to watch it. People Especially are for reality TV. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just, always the sports. Yeah. So anyway, it was this whole thing. And Netflix, no one could get on it. And so then everyone's like on the Netflix Instagram live. And it's like, it's not working. And there's this chat. We sat there for over an hour waiting mm. for it to come on because netflix was kind of setting out sending out a couple of alerts like it'll be up soon we promise we promise we promise they never got it up apparently some people were able to watch it live like a handful of people but they were never able to get it up and then that didn't come out and then they filmed it and it didn't come out until 2 p.m the next day someone worked Which, overtime to no, film at it that though mm. but well i mean they were all sitting there filming so it was like getting oh. ready to film so and they didn't do, I feel like, as many, like, pop-ups as they would have if they had the more time. So, like, I just think the idea of doing a live was not a good idea in general. Um, and I'm just like, how is the... That's how TV was, like, started. Yeah. Was filming stuff live. Literally. How, how can you not figure it out? So, I don't know what that happened. That is so interesting. But it was, like, really embarrassing and, like, really bad for Netflix. Like, someone get Channel 2 on. Like, people were super disappointed, myself included. Well, and I think it's disappointing when they say, hey, we're working on it, so people stay on the line. Because then you wasted an hour of someone's night. Yeah, they gave they gave no updates. It was, it was really bad. Um, so, I don't think they'll ever... It was so bad that I don't think they'll ever be able to do it live again. I don't think anyone will ever trust them to go that route. Mm. And I also don't know the benefit of doing it, of doing it live. So dang. Anyway, um, I have one more thing. I might. 
and that is bone broth. So back to Thrive Market. I still feel pretty lukewarm about it. I like it. Here's here's where I think I'm going to end on Thrive Market. If you have it, I think you will use it. I don't think it's going to change your life. It's kind of giving Dyson Airwrap. <laughs> like, I'm going, I use it. It's fine. Would I say that you need it? No. If you had it, I'd say, oh, yeah, it's it, it's nice. Mm-hmm. But anyway, one thing that I've been buying on there consistently is I'm trying to be a bone broth girly because I like bone broth. Yeah. Mom had it one day. At, at, we were at her house and I was drinking it and I said, this is such a delicious hot beverage that's not coffee. Yeah. It's just like a yummy broth. Yeah. You know, I didn't try it. It looked really gross for you guys to be drinking bone broth out of a coffee uh, to go coffee cup. I'm weirdly into it, Elizabeth. So anyway, then I was I bought bone broth on Thrive Market, tried it, hated it, couldn't get couldn't get it. Then this brand Kettle and Fire has these like flavored bone broths and they have this miso one mm. and it's like it's a chicken miso bone broth. So it tastes kind of like miso soup, but not quite as soupy. Um, and it's so freaking good. So I've been getting this okay, kettle fire miso bone broth, and it's delicious. That's yeah. that, that, okay. that that's all I wanted to say. But. Okay. Yeah, I mean, not probably something I'm going to partake in, but... No, but I'm saying if you want to be you. a bone broth girly, and you're like, I can't just drink bone water, the bone the miso bone broth was nice because it had like carrots and onion like flavor in it. Okay. Because it yeah. tastes like miso soup. Yeah, that's that's different. I like miso soup. Um, yeah, just like the pure bone broth. And I also think it was the way in which you were drinking it out of literally a coffee cup. Like, can you like drink it with like a spoon or something? I don't no, know. No, that would be weird. But it sounds like soup. You just drink it, dude. Okay. I don't know. It's not for me. Um, okay, I have one more quick thing. You know, I'm noticing that this is happening since being uh, visibly pregnant to the world. When you're pregnant, you no longer are miss and you become ma'am. I know, babe. I know. I've been called ma'am um, multiple times and... You're just someone's mom now, Elizabeth. No, I know. And it's fine. But like the first time it was when I picked Maddie up from the airport when he got back from being overseas and it was, you know, we were kind of emotional and ran up to each other and like gave each other a big hug. And then I went to the bathroom and some guy stopped and he goes, hey, ma'am. And I turned around. He's like, that, like, your reunion, like, gave me chills. Like, that was so beautiful. I'm like, oh, thank you. And then I was like, oh, my God, he just called me ma'am. And then I got back from the bathroom. Maddie was like, did that guy call you ma'am? And, like, Maddie noticed it, too. And then I was called ma'am at the the grocery store yesterday. Remember when I told you, and I think maybe at the time you thought I was crazy, that the first time you get checked out post-pregnancy is such a good feeling, Elizabeth? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mine recently happened. Not to brag, but, you know, I was wearing the dress. I was looking kind of cute, walking oh into gosh. a quick trip and, you know, got checked out. Not to brag, <laughs> but it sounds is, like you are bragging. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a like, yes, I am not pregnant. I don't have the kids with me. Like, I am just miss. Yeah. Are you going to be the kind of person that you don't want to be called like Mrs. St. John? Because you're like, oh, that's my mother-in-law. Or are no, you not feeling I, that way? I, per- I like for as someone who as a former kid um (laughs) i like the mrs last name or mr last name because um then you don't have to remember your parents friend your friend's parents names right so it's like oh my friend's last name is hessler so i'm like okay mr and mrs hessler i don't have to remember that their names are mike and cynthia like you know (laughs) like i could just like and as a kid i can't i don't we were low-key i don't want to be called like mr mike we were low-key brainwashed that our parents instilled that in us. it was mr and mrs to the point i'm almost 30 years old and it's still 
Mr. and Mrs. Hessler. I know. No, like, no, they, they're like that. They're my first thought because they are Mr. and Mrs. Hessler to me. <laughs> but and there was a time where, like, when I met Maddie's parents, that I called them Mr. and Mrs. St. John. Oh, same then, with Tyler's parents. Yeah. And then there just like came a time where, like, I had to just like start calling his parents by their it first names. Me, it and took it was, me forever it, to do it with Tyler's parents. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was. And like Tyler wasn't raised, Tyler was raised with incredible manners, but that just wasn't a thing where he lived. You yeah. just called adults by their mm-hmm. first name. Yeah. And it was not a thing. No. Not a thing. So it's weird when like you guys are dating and you're calling his mom Mrs. Stumpy and he's calling our mom Chris. Chris. And I'm like, it's Mrs. Sundrop Tyler. I know. It's so crazy. I know. I, I think it totally depends on where you live because it was universal across the board. You called where we where lived, we grew up, yes, where we grew up. But then, yes, where Tyler grew up, all those people that we know, they so all what called did Maddie? Their first name. What was Maddie's? Um, I think Maddie was more like us, but Maddie's, um, like he said, Mister and Mrs. Last name, but his sister's kids and the kids that we're surrounded by now, they call people by their first names. They might say, yeah, Mister Matt. Or Miss Elizabeth. Um, so what are you going to do with your kids? I'm, I'm going to do Mr. and Mrs. Last Name. I think that's appropriate. I'm kind of feeling mech. I haven't made a decision yet. I think there's going to be easier on the kids. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm undecided. Let us know at the carpool. I'm so interested to hear what people I say. I mean, yeah, we'll see if like, I'm not going to, if my kids are the only ones doing it, then it's like, if that's not, if that's not the societal norm at that point then maybe we won't well, but. like you said i think it's just like who you're hanging out with like i don't think the kids when we're hanging out with like tyler's side their kids aren't going to be doing that yeah so am i gonna make my kids flip-flop yeah or am i gonna make my kids be the only but then i agree then it's like so if someone wants to be called that then like it's so disrespectful to call them by their first name yeah well yeah i don't know i, I don't know. know we have a few years i just but I really don't though, because what am I supposed to tell George? I do like Miss Ashley. I think it also depends on how close you are with so them I agree. too. Because we have like aunts and uncles who aren't our aunts and uncles. But like my kids, we call them like aunt insert name. But do you think it's weird that my kids just call you Bia and not Aunt Bia? Uh I think eventually they'll they'll start calling me Aunt Bia. Yeah. Because I like St. Aunt and Uncle. Yeah, I like St. Aunt and Uncle, too. Interesting. Don't know. But yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's not the first time and it won't be the last time you hear me talk about Athletic Greens. I initially gave AG1 a try because I was looking for a simple, easy way to get the daily vitamins and minerals I need. I continue to take AG1 every morning because it makes me feel good. Life gets crazy and it's hard to find time to work a big supplement plan into your day. AG1 makes it easy because it's just one scoop and a glass of water and every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins and minerals and whole food source ingredients of the highest quality. It's the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute. But don't just take it from me. AG1 has been a part of millions of mornings since 2010. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash carpool. That's athleticgreens.com slash carpool. Check it out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Anyway, ma'am, you want to move on to our next segment? Yeah. Okay, our next segment is industry news. And I have a, I want to throw this out there. I have an idea for not a jingle, not a jingle. I wouldn't dare, but a saying. People had a lot of mixed reviews on your Yeah, and you know what? I'm just going to not do it. Sorry, guys. I was having fun. I was getting a little comfortable on the mic. My bad. Um, But my friend Zach over at Car Edge, I'm just going to steal what he uses for his podcast. I don't think he'll mind because we're kind of like, like we're good friends. Okay. But they say, here's the news you can use. Okay. Here's the news you can use. So I'm thinking, I'm still going to work on it. Be like, now it's time for industry news where we give you the hottest gossip in the automotive industry and give you the news you can use. Where's the thing that runs gossip? Gossip, hot sip, lop sip, jaw sip. I can't think of anything. Anyway, it's here time the- for some. I feel like there's something with hot sip and gossip because it's like hot sip of tea. Ooh, hot sip and gossip. I don't know. We'll Take see. a hot sip of this gossip. Okay. With the news you can use. Okay, perfect. Is that it? Industry news. <laughs> okay, first story is uh well little bit of the house doesn't have any wi-fi at the moment so i was not able to pull up on my lappy top so luckily we had an automotive mm-hmm. news um magazine old school right now and i just combed through this to find our things okay this first story is from automotive news is it really smart to put zoom tiktok in cars for businesses zoom is rapidly becoming a blessing in the bane of the pandemic's companies pivoted to conducting hours of daily meetings virtually both Merce- and then it goes on to say the automakers have noticed that they are bringing the office into the car and making Zoom Zoom available on dashboard screens. Both Mercedes-Benz, Volkswagen um, are integrating third-party video apps, including Zoom and TikTok, into their vehicle infotainment systems, but with safety precautions that the automakers say will prevent distracted driving. To me, I don't know about the... I think the TikTok is... there's, There's no reason for TikTok in your car no but the zoom is nice but i can do zoom through apple carplay and i yeah we do take zoom meetings in the car on apple carplay yeah um but it's just yeah it's just you're not connected to your camera it's just your audio just like a phone call yeah it's just like a phone call but but it's a little different because you can like join if you know the most of the zooms we do are just us and another person but like if you're in a company sometimes there's 25 people on a zoom so sometimes Mm -hmm. people like join that from your car but are you thinking like we don't need ticky talk no, absolutely not. Okay, our next story. This is something I'm really, really freaking excited about. Um, I'm so bummed we couldn't see the 24 Atlas mm-hmm. at the auto show because we didn't go. But did you know that they're doing an off-roading edition of the Atlas? It's called the Atlas Peak. Volkswagen will add a new appearance package to its refreshed Atlas lineup for the 2024 model year. I like that name. I do too. The 2024 Atlas Peak Edition debuted last week at the New York Auto Show and will join the line this summer with the refreshed Atlas. So the Atlases are coming out this summer. Good to know. Um, so basically, it's just going to have like some off-roading capabilities like 18-inch alloy wheels, all-terrain tires, and just kind of look a little bit more rugged. But they're coming out with this cool color. I think it's called avocado, actually. It's like this green. Mm-hmm. Like I'm loving this Atlas in green and I'm liking this um trend of off-roading versions of the cars like we have yeah. the telluride um pathfinder the pathfinder the new pilot came out with that mm-hmm. was like the i forget what their off-roading version is called but they're kind of all doing an off-roading version yeah so is my off-roading co- becoming a bigger thing or mm, i don't think so no not at all i think it's probably becoming less of a thing but i think people just like a more rugged look and i think 
I would be curious to know like the breakdown of men versus women buying these SUVs. I think more men are buying three row SUVs now Mm -hmm. because they're just more popular. So I think it's making a little more masculine. So what I want to know, Elizabeth, is when are we getting an off-roaded minivan? Uh, I don't think ever. You don't? Someone's going to come out with a rugged a rugged no, minivan they, they the the infrastructure the the design of a minivan they're so close to the ground I that's know, the that's the I, problem i know i know but they're still gonna do something they're gonna be like it's the rugged version no i don't think that's gonna happen elizabeth you might be wrong i don't think that's gonna happen but um and those are just my two quick little stories there's not too much happening in the industry news world Okay, Kel, so we have some advice that we're going to answer. We're kind of like across the board. Like we have a recipe, we have like a general general one, a business one, and we have a car one. Oh, fun. So where do you want to start? And if people want to write in for any advice, where can they write in, Elizabeth? Hello at thecarmomofficial.com. Hit me with the recipe one first. Hi, Kelly, and or hi, Liz and Kelly. Oh, I came first. I just naturally said Kelly and Liz, <laughs> even though it's hi, Liz and Kelly. My family and I are huge stands of the legendary Carmom Broccoli. I wanted to see if you had any ideas for jazzing up any other everyday veggies, specifically canned green beans. I usually add a little garlic salt, but I feel like they could use a Carmom maker makeover. Any ideas? Oh, yeah. Mom has an iconic yeah. canned green bean recipe. Mm-hmm. And here's what you do. You get your canned green beans. You put them in like a little saucepan. Then you go to your fridge and you just take out some bacon, like two pieces of bacon, raw, raw, raw bacon. And I just take kitchen scissors and cut them into pieces into the pot of bacon. Again, into the pot of green beans. Yes. Sorry. Into the pot of green beans. Then you get a white onion. Give it a little chop, chop, chop. You're not even you're taking the onion out. So it's more just for flavor. Yeah. So it has to be kind of big so you don't miss the onion. Um, And then salt, pep and red pepper flakes. Mm -hmm. And here's the key. You got to let it simmer. Yeah. You got to let it simmer for a long time and then you remove the bacon or you can leave the bacon. Um, yeah. The bacon's not going to get like cooked. Like it's still going to look. Well, it's cooked. It's well, just not crispy. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not going to make like fried bacon. No. Um, and what you're left with is like a bacon, onion, green bean. I do think the red pepper flakes are also very much key to giving them a little bit of a kick. Mm-hmm. But if you're serving them with kids, maybe be careful about how much red pepper flakes so you So you said you have to let them simmer for a while. What's a while? minimum 15 minutes okay but on low heat yeah okay 15 to 30 minutes okay thank you but it's and i know that sounds like a lot but it's kind of like a dump it's a dump and get get other things Mm -hmm. ready you know what i mean yeah across the board to like zhuzh up other vegetables i don't know so much for kids but just like for us you know in general adults um basalmic glaze i knew you were gonna say that i love about like roast them basalmic glaze done roast them basalmic glaze done okay um this one's kind of from the business influencer side of things. Hi, girls. I'm hoping you might have some insight on the influencer side of things. My family owns a small business in central Pennsylvania. My mom, brother, eh, my mom and brother restore and build homes. My brother does custom furniture builds. My mom refinishes furniture and also carries oh, various home decor design lines. I have a lot of big plans to grow the business. We launched home decor subscription boxes in January. That's cute. I've been reaching out to a lot of different influencers to see if I can get them a box for free in hopes that they might want to mention them in stories. What do you think is the best way to do this? I've tried emailing and DMing, but haven't had any luck. I'm just really trying to gain traction for the boxes. Would love your input from the influencer side. P.S. I did send both of you boxes. Hope you love them. Oh my gosh. We need to go check. Their business is called Carson LLC K-R- k-a-r-s-e-n-l-l-c that's where you can find the subscription oh my gosh, we need to go check our p.o box um so i'm are you how do you feel about this well i think that it depends on the influencers you're reaching out to i know a lot of influencers who don't like to 
take product free product in exchange for posting yeah um in exchange for posting promises so if they feel inclined to share something great but there's the theory of if you're like in the influencer space it's not technically fair to take product and then post about it and then make other brands pay for you to, to post for you it. to post about it um but what i would recommend doing is maybe looking at slightly smaller creators i think that for like smaller businesses more of like a micro mid-tier influencer like someone even like elizabeth who has more like thirty thousand followers I think one will more likely to see your DM, be more excited to work about it. And then I would offer an affiliate program. So I would say, hey, we'll send you a box and I'll give you a code and we can give you, you know, 10% of any new subscriptions you get. Yeah, I think that my reservation as someone who if I receive a DM like this, it um, stresses me out because I don't want to say, yeah, hey, absolutely. Send me this free product and then I would feel so guilty if I didn't post about it. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. And I also don't just want to like want to receive a bunch of stuff and then feel like I, I I just I just don't want the the guilt and the burden to feel like I have to post about something yeah. because you send it to me for free. And I think that what she's saying here, she's like, I'm going to send it to them in hopes that they'll post about it. Right. But like I could never accept something. And I, I don't know. I just I feel like there's even though it's said like oh you know you don't have to post it like you don't have to like, maybe you, know, you post feel it. bad i feel bad especially when it's a small so business i just don't want to i just don't want to deal i don't want to <laughs> so you i i agree i would just rather not receive it because what if i forget to post about it what if i don't like it and we get a i mean it's like you, you get so much product sent to you or product offers sent to you that it is you can't you couldn't post about them all yeah. and there are some things i just want to enjoy and not always have to post about like i buy like, I could have easily got Pura to send me one of those, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to buy it because, like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, I just want to be able to say it on my own, give my own review. Yeah. But I do think kind of going after, like, some smaller influencers, maybe offering an affiliate program, offering, you know, if you go small enough, you could say, like, hey, what would be, like, your rate to do a story set? Yeah. You know, and if it's, like, a couple hundred bucks, if it's, like, 200 bucks in a box, mm-hmm. okay. And what I would say for this is like another business side of things. If you do want to go that route, because I do think that's a good idea, Kel, what are some things they should be asking these influencers for as far as like insights? Like, can you send me your link clicks? Can you send me this or that from like your last 30 days? So that way you can kind of get an idea of the traction that these influencers are actually getting. So like, what would you say to ask for? So here's how I would like kind of structure this if I was like head of your marketing team. I would go after some micro home decor influencers and I would focus on people who have really stunning content Mm-hmm. And I would structure a deal to say, hey, we will send you a box. We would like you to do an in-feed reel. And we would like people to post that reel on our Instagram as well, because then they're creating content for you if you love their content. Mm-hmm. And then ask what their rate would be for a reel. And then, then you can take, post on yours, and maybe a story set, and maybe a follow-up frame. Like, kind of structure the content you want. And I would ask for their last 30 days of story insights. Mm-hmm. And I would ask for both reach and for link clicks. That's something that the influencers should know how to should know how to do within their Instagram uh, analytics Because followers don't mean hardly anything. It's mm-hmm. all about how many people watch your stories. And then a lot of brands recently, especially, want to know, other people who watch my stories, how many are clicking on, like, a link that I post. Yeah. So if I share, like a top or like an Amazon link, how many link clicks is it getting? Mm-hmm. And kind of which will help you as a someone who's paying potentially paying for this, like, okay, if I am going to pay this person three hundred dollars to do it, I know I should be able to expect at least this many amount of clicks because this is the yeah. average clicks that they get. So that's yeah. And I just think pain, you know, and I know it, it, it provided you have the budget, but I really think if you go small enough, like it could be 
Maybe it could just be an exchange for product, but I would yeah. get something in writing so you know what content you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And so maybe instead of paying, it's product plus affiliate plus yeah. a, plus commission off sales or whatever. I feel like these are all just like good buzzwords to know about too. If you gen- I mean, we didn't know any of these buzzwords no, two, no, three no. years ago, you know. So. But anyway, Carson, Carson LLC, Carson LLC. We'll have to go check With our PO K. box. Okay, and we have one more question. This is a car related one, so this one's for you. Hi, Kelly and Liz. I'm expecting my first baby in June. Same. As I prep to move into my mom era, I have been thoroughly enjoying your podcast and I have a multi-layered advice question. We recently moved from the city to the suburbs and have one car, a CX-5 that my husband uses to drive to the train in the morning. On the days I need the car, I can drop him off and pick him up from the train. We're thinking about getting another car, ideally something less than 100K. Should we go for a bigger three-row car, often we take long road trips with our Aussie or a mid-sized three-row car, not necessarily for planning planning for baby number two soon. Any suggestions on car, car shopping timing? How realistic to, is it to go car shopping with a new baby? That's so kind of I think question. there's like a lot of questions there. So I think the first question is like, should they go for like the bigger three-row SUV or can they go for more mid-sized? Well, are they having another baby? Not anytime soon. But what does that mean? Is that f- not necessarily planning for baby number two soon? Not necessarily planning for baby number two soon. Um, no, I would not. Go. I would go. I would probably stick midsize. Yeah. Hundred K. Yeah. Okay. Anything. Yeah. Literally. Sky, so sky's the limit. So mm, let me think. Okay. Um, I like the Hyundai Palisade a lot. Mm-hmm. That's like probably a top contender. Um, I'm finding my Pathfinder to be so spacious. Really? Yeah, I really, really good, enjoyed like, the Pathfinder. space. Okay. Yeah, because it's kind of boxy. Um, I think like going so path. Yeah, I think Pathfinder. Love Elizabeth giving a suggestion. Palisade, um, and Palisade's also very roomy. And I would also say Jeep Grand Cherokee L maybe also kind of roomy, but so not not like on the smaller end of the midsize. Um, luxury, I'd probably go mm, BMW X5 or. I mean, I love that Mercedes GLS that we just did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel good about those those questions. Okay, so any suggestions on... So she's ha- she's due with her first baby in June. So when do you think she should... Is it going to be difficult to you go? You should go now. Okay, yeah. Go I think now. it. Well, not only... I don't think that is only the... Ah! Sorry, I almost just fell off the table. Um, don't pump and podcast is the, um, is the moral of that story. Okay. Um, harder than breastfeeding and podcasting, now that I've done both. Mm. Anyway... Where was I going, Elizabeth? When should you go car shopping? Ah, uh, yes. I would start the process now, not necessarily even because the baby's going to make it more difficult, but just because depending on kind of what your timeline is, like I think it's every bit of four to six months from the time you start the shopping to the time you mm. figure out what you want and they find a vehicle for you. And, you know, I, I definitely think that a baby complicates things a little bit, like who mm. wants to spend their days test driving, especially because then you'd have to install a car seat in every car you were test driving if you bring the baby. So I'd probably try to get your test driving done before the baby comes. Mm-hmm. And then if it's just a matter of like waiting for the right one to come mm-hmm. in, a certain color, a certain trim level, that's a lot easier to do with baby. But I would try to get your test driving done before baby. OK, so now it is time for our just a drive through where we give you an easy recipe to mix it up to get you out of your dinner rut. And Kelly's bringing it. Yeah, I made an incredible recipe. I've kind of set a new weekly goal of mine, and that is to try one new recipe a week. And this week, I did something from the Little Bits of Real Food Unbelievable Paleo Cookbook, and it was chicken piccata meatballs. 
So I can't recommend her recipe enough, but I'm just kind of going to kind of give it a vibe because okay. or I can't recommend the cookbook enough, but I'm just going to kind of tell you the recipe. I don't think Kelsey will mind. Uh, basically, it's a chicken meatball, which Liz is not into this idea of a chicken meatball. Chicken meatball sounds not sounds grosses me out. I can't. I don't know why that grosses you out. Does not a regular meatball not gross you no, out? No, I don't. Chicken is weird to me. So chicken's weird to me too. Like I'm not the biggest chicken breast kind of girly. Like I just can't eat a chicken breast. No. But this was kind of a way to eat chicken in a tastier way for me. So it's just ground chicken. Okay. What's nice is then you're getting white meat and dark meat all in one because it's ground kind of. And then, so you just take ground chicken, a little lemon zest, some uh, almond flour, or I just did breadcrumbs, salt and pepper, some garlic powder, and you make your meatball. Oh, and an egg. Just make your meatball, the chicken meatball. Look up any chicken meatball recipe. And then the idea of this like piccata sauce was so genius because piccata sauce is just lemon juice, chicken broth, um, and capers. Mm, Just kind of cook that down, added a little cornstarch to kind of thicken the sauce up a little bit, added the meatballs to this sauce. And then I did it with a side of potatoes and green beans, but you could do it. She did it over zoodles in her cookbook. You could do it over just like regular pasta. But I loved the idea of this like kind of spaghetti and meatball kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. instead it was for chicken piccata, chicken piccata. And I love chicken piccata, too. It's one of my piccata, too. And so does our brother. I literally sent it to Charlotte and I was like, you should make this for Greg. Oh, because it's it was a really, really tasty recipe. And the kids just ate the chicken meatballs plain, which they loved. Um. And I enjoyed a delicious piccata sauce for my chicken meatballs. Shout out to Kelsey for the recipe. And with that, that is our episode. So thank you so much for listening to the Carpool Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and follow us on Instagram at the Carpool. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.